Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Still trying to catch my breath. I I did some uh, pretty high rep deadlifts today, which I never deadlift, but that's like the one lift I haven't focused on just because I, I, I had lower back problems for a while, not from deadlifting, just from a, just a variety of contact and combat f- sports and just poor flexibility. So I'm getting back into my deads because I do think it's a useful lift uh, for wrestling, jiu-jitsu, stuff like that. So did some deads, did a lot of rows, and then did uh, the assault bike for quite some time. So I'm just now catching my breath. But anyways, I'm happy to have you guys here with me today. Uh, I recorded an episode on the way on the way to the gym and deleted it. You know, I, I try to now, what my goal for this podcast, and I have a lot of episodes where I, where I rant. Uh, and I want to change that, you know, and I think I have done a better job recently. It's just there's a lot in the world um, that I have an animus towards. And, uh, you know, it's hard for me not to say anything. I feel like it's part of my job as, as a man having this type of a platform with all you guys and gals listening that I have to say something. But there has to be a lesson is the agreement that I've made with myself. So like today in the previous episode, which is gone, don't ask me for it, I deleted it because uh, I knew I'd be too tempted some night to post it, but just ranting about effeminate men. You know, I saw this video of this guy that was on one of those wheelchair handicapped bikes, uh, you know, where they stick their legs out in front of them and it's like they're on a bicycle, they pedal with their hands, I think. And uh, this man was handicapped, couldn't use his legs and he's going through the woods on this trail and this, this dork on his bike, like an actual bike in front of him, gets off and comes and he's like, what makes you think you could ride that out here? And the dude in the chair is like, dude, it's a handicapped vehicle. And you know what this little skinny dork who's probably boosted, vaccinated, I'm surprised he wasn't wearing a mask in the middle of the woods. You know what he says? He says, show me in the rules where that's okay. You know, Scrawny, effeminate little dorks love rules because it's the only thing that protects them from the savagery that is a man's world. A man's world is savage. A man's world is savage. It is. A man's world is warfare. People talk about the oppression of women and minority. Blue, boo, who. I'm not saying that people don't get oppressed, but the world does not care about men. It's that simple. And I don't like this rhetoric because it turns into the whole men's mental health and we men need therapy and blah, 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 which I think is another crock of crap in the opposite direction. I'm not saying that men shouldn't process their feelings, but it's, it's starting to become, that movement's starting to become a little feminine. I see some feminism and feminine, if it's super feminine emotions being snuck into that men's health movement. You know what I'm saying? It's emasculating to a degree. I think they're taking it too far. So, but the world doesn't care about men. You know, you just look at the hostage situation. We've got a guy that served this kind of that Marine that's still stuck over in Russia. Who do they let out? Who do they bargain the merchant of death for? Some black lesbian. I'm not a racist and I'm not, well... I do have my issues with the uh, alphabet community, that's for sure, because they they love to go after little kids. Like, if they left the kids alone, I wouldn't care, but they ain't leaving the kids alone, so I got a vendetta. But, uh, you know, 
she's black, she's a woman, and she's gay. Well, of course she gets out. And we leave the, the American man that served in the military to rot. And I'm not going to get into this. I, I just said that I wouldn't. But, you know, it's pretty obvious when you look around as a man, the world doesn't care about you. The only, the only time the world cares about you is when you can provide, protect, and add something. Which I think is great. Because you can literally, instead of saying, oh, the world doesn't care about me unless I'm an exceptional specimen. Boo! I need to go to therapy. <laughs> go be an exceptional specimen. I did the whole therapy thing. All they want to do is get you to admit that you should act more like a woman and pump you full of drugs. They don't, there's very few services out there where they actually want to get to the root of your feelings. You're treated like a number, like a patient. And they're going to extract as much money from you as they can. And when you can't pay anymore or when you start to feel better, that's the biggest thing is that they're going to convince you that you're still sick. Therapy. Therapy's a joke. Therapy's for women. It's ridiculous. You know what? You want some therapy? Go get on the mats and let another dude beat the shit out of you for an hour straight. You're gonna be on cloud nine for days. You know why? Because that's what you're supposed to do as a man. Not sit there playing patty cake, hold the teddy bear, and talk about your feelings in a circle. It's ridiculous. Here I said I wasn't gonna rant, here we are. Well, the world doesn't care about me unless I make something to myself. Good, good, great, amazing. Get out there and get it done. Start a business, get the gym, start to refine yourself spiritually, stop sitting on your ass like a dork, playing video games, complaining, scrolling on TikTok, it's pathetic. Good. I hope the world wants you, I hope, you know what, and the world shouldn't value you unless you can make an impact or a difference. It's our job to protect, it's our job to provide. It's our job to take care of these women and kids. And I saw a great video today where it's like all these people talk about, man, when I get to heaven, I'm going to have some questions for God. God, why'd you let these children starve? God, why'd you let these atrocities happen? And you know what he's going to do? You, First of all, you ain't going to be asking God no questions like that on Judgment Day. You won't even be able to speak, much less get off your hands and knees. Secondly, he's going to look at us men, and you know what he's going to say to us men? Why did you let the children starve? Why did you let the women be slaughtered and raped? Why did you let XYZ atrocity happen? I gave you all the tools. I put you in charge of this. He put us in charge of this creation. He's going to ask us why we didn't do it. Because you were too busy sitting around worried about your feelings. It's about time you started getting so fired up and agitated with just how far behind you are in regards to your potential and start to do something about it. Because what happens is when you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back into you. And what I'm referring to in this abyss is the abyss of your own soul. That some of you can't stand the horror that you see when you turn within. I know this because I've been there. You can't under, you can't handle emotionally the horror 
when you look inside of yourself. So you start to look outward and blame outward when you know deep down it's your fault that you're in the situation that you're in. Bro, if anybody has an excuse to be a bum over the past two years, it's me. Nope. Plug it away. Being disciplined. Getting in the word. Hitting the gym. Hitting the mats. Praying. Doing Advent studies with my wife every single morning. Getting ready to be a dad. Starting businesses. Changing lives. Let's go. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just telling you what it takes to be a man. So you need to get your ass in gear. Because you get one life. One life. And that this is what I originally wanted to talk about. And this is what I'm going to finish on. Is that the reason why a lot of you are the way that you are. Which is way behind your potential. Is because you haven't been taught how to think. When I look back. The single biggest regret. I have, and it's not, I don't even know if I would call it a regret, it was more like, man, I wish I would have known this earlier, I wish I would have had access to this information earlier, is I was, I didn't learn how to think properly until I was 20 years old, which is way earlier than 90% of the population, so I guess I can't complain, most people never learn how to think, they die not knowing how to think, they live to 90 not knowing how to think. It wasn't until I read As a Man Thinketh by James Allen that I realized how important thoughts were. I would, I can remember before I read that book, going into situations expecting a negative outcome to protect myself from disappointment. Whether it was athletics, competition, it didn't matter what it was. I didn't know how to think. And I look back and I'm like, man, how much farther ahead would I be if somebody just would have sat me down and taught me this is how you think and many of you don't know how to think you don't know how to think properly your mind is this wild untamed unkempt untrained animal ripping through the recesses of your conscious and subconscious mind there is no control it's all negative pattern. See, the problem is, is that many of you from years and years of years and years of thinking improperly have dug channels in the recesses of your mind that every single thought that comes in, every single bit of stimulus, everything that happens around you flows into that channel of negativity. Man, that was powerful. Did you just hear what I just said to you? This water cut stone, not by violence but by oft falling. I think that we have channels cut into our mind by violence with trauma. I also think that we have channels cut into our minds slowly and methodically over time, day after day, thought after thought, second after second really, like a riverbed. And some of you, these channels are so deep that every single thing that enters your mind is funneled into this channel of negativity, self-doubt, self-pity, weakness because you've never learned how to think. And here's the thing, many of you never will learn how to think. You might uh, you might get the information presented to you, whether it's by me or a motivational speaker, or a teacher, or a mentor, or whatever it may be. But it'll never 
make an impact because you won't have the patience and the discipline to apply it. Understanding that changing how you think takes not months, not weeks, not just years, years, years. And I want to continue this episode at another time. But I want to finish on giving you some tips. Read books on mindset. Listen to positive. Just anything positive. Get around positive people. Hire a mentor that can help you process your thoughts. Are just some examples. And you need to listen to positive things. Read good books. Talk to your mentor every single day, day after day after day. Get in the Word of God. Pray. I even think meditation is great. All of these things that if you do these things daily, you will start to change the way that you think. But nothing in your life, your mind is a garden. You can plant weeds or you can plant good things. And the fruit of your life is a direct result of what you've been planting in your mind. You look around and your life is crap. It's because your thoughts are crap and you're crap as a result. But the good news is you were made in the image of God. You're an image bearer of God, which means we can change everything in your life, but it takes the discipline and the focus to change your thoughts. All right, that's all I got. Let's get it. Peace.